Hey, hey, everybody, episode number 61. It's been a few days. I took a few days off. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't really take a few days off. Okay, it was. It's been an exciting few days. I'll, I'll put it that way. I had this master plan. I was going to go to Casper. I was actually going to visit some of my Elkhorn friends and uh, get some recorded uh, stuff just on my uh, my audio deal that I can easily take around mobile with me and stuff and just and ask some questions about the facility and and some different things and uh, I ended up not getting to go and it was kind of a bummer because I, I my good buddy Phil was down there and uh, we uh, I didn't get to see him because uh, my youngest got sick on Friday so we uh, we ended up stuck at home for the weekend we didn't really do anything so um, it was it was that kind of a weekend but it was still a busy weekend as I had said here a couple episodes back I I had shared a little bit of news about starting a support organization for GBS and CIDP awareness and research and and uh, something for for patients too I've I've gotten a lot of patients and their families that really reach out to me just over the podcasting and stuff here and uh, some of them they actually have they actually have uh, family members in the hospital right now as we speak and uh, you know it's something that I've always enjoyed doing and it's something that I, I've I've gotten invitations a lot for um, just over the last like four or five years was to stop in at certain facilities all over the country just to just to be able to talk to a patient and kind of enlighten them a little bit I love doing that like that is one of my favorite things to do is to be able to go in there and say look you know I here's my story and I, I've been through this and and this is kind of some of the things you you get to look forward to and it's a, it's a long process but by golly you're gonna do it and, and I love being able to go in there and do that that's just it's something that means a lot to me and uh, so I really like advocating and uh, kind of consulting for for these people that get a hold of me and reach out to me but uh, we did I did I actually did this one on my own this one was 100% on my own the website for the new organization is up and running um, the uh, new organization is legalized as a nonprofit organization. There's some fine tuning to come that to go through with some of the uh, the bylaws and stuff with it, but it's pretty much uh, it's pretty much established. I mean, it's kind of neat. So if you guys want to get on there and check it out, I ended up naming it the GBS slash CIDP Global support organization so if you get online and you type in www.ci er, excuse me getting ahead of myself www.gbs cidpglobal.com you'll find your way to that website it uh it came out pretty all right actually i i kind of like it i actually spent a little time on this one so but building websites and stuff is something that i'm pretty good at i i do a lot of that actually or i used to so uh so it was to 
something that happened over the weekend. <laughs> so I am pretty determined. I hope everybody kind of understands just how determined I am to actually get out there and, and make something out of this. Because here's my deal. I reached out about the GBS Foundation. And, uh, and, and, I, and I really like the stuff that they do. They do a lot of research. They host a lot of research. They work with a lot of good doctors and stuff as far as I can tell. Um, and, uh, and, and there is some good things about, about the foundation. So, but here's my problem. Here's my problem. I'm sure I'll probably get another nasty phone call or something, <laughs> but, uh, somebody, and it's not the foundation that calls me all nasty. It'll, it'll be one follower or something out there that'll be like, yeah, you just don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Well, here's my deal with this. Okay. I love what they do. And as a matter of fact, like I said in my past episode, I will support what they do. Okay, so I don't want anybody to get me wrong. I'm not trashing on the foundation or anything. The only thing that I that I am concerned about that I want to step up to the plate with my organization is the exposure. Okay, so I actually I went to to asking some questions and stuff about the foundation with some of the different groups and stuff. And I was actually quite surprised as to how many people that have fought GBS for the last five years, like myself, that had no idea this foundation existed. (laughs) So it's something that we definitely want to step up the game. And if I can work kind of hand in hand on some of this stuff, I will definitely promote the foundation. Just so everybody is aware, I would definitely promote the foundation and try to help get that exposure out there, you know? As a matter of fact, if they're doing research and stuff and and they're actually putting together a lot of good things that need to be out there, I will do everything I can to help get that stuff out there for them. I just want the exposure. And and my, like I say, my, my deal is I do not want to run an organization where uh, they have to find me. Okay. I, I don't want that. That is not... Anything that is completely the opposite of what I want out of this whole thing. I do not want somebody in Knoxville, Tennessee to contract Guillain-Barre. And while they're fighting for their life and they, they get through the phases of, of the different, the different uh, stages of, of this battle, they go through the, the progression stage and the plateau stage and stuff. And they're in the middle of the recovery stage and uh they're they're just about to get out of the hospital after being in there for a year and they finally just happen to bump into a support organization i don't want that okay i want this is how i want it to be i want when a patient goes into the hospital with these symptoms i want them to be thinking in the back of their head you know hey i i I learned a little bit about this autoimmune disorder and uh you know i think it might be something that we want to check out and stuff and then when the doctor does his test and he comes back and says no it ain't that well that's awesome but in the event that he comes back and says hey you know what you are we got a positive diagnosis that you are inactive uh guillain i want that patient to know the word i want that patient to know kind of what to expect I want that patient to know what's coming ahead of them as far as the different challenges and the different 
possibilities. How bad could this get? What what's my what's my best chances? What's my worst chances? You know, when when I'm on a ventilator, if it gets that bad, what are some different things that I, I'll know what to do when it comes to communicating with my with my uh, providers? Okay, I want them to know that beforehand. I don't want them to find out what this is after it's already taken over their life, like I did. Okay, so that that's the whole goal behind my organization is the exposure. Okay, I I <laughs> I'm an attention nut. Okay, I like I like the attention nut for this kind of stuff. Now on my day-to-day -day stuff, I just I, I like the peace and quiet. <laughs> don't get me wrong, but no. When it comes to this disease, and just like CIDP, I want exposure. I want people to know what this is all about. I want people to know what it is. When somebody says, oh yeah, my brother got diagnosed with Guillain-Barre. The people that they're telling us, oh my God, we've heard about that. We know a little bit about that. Instead of, uh, what the heck are you talking about? Guillain-Barre. Like never heard of it I want to change that I want this to be different I want that that to change it's the ultimate goal behind my whole organization that's the whole reason I have stayed up late nights writing putting stuff together building websites building uh, Facebook support groups um, which we do have one so if, if like I said the GBS CIDP Global Support Organization. There is a group. It is established. I have not advertised that yet, but if you guys are on here and you guys are interested in becoming part of that, definitely jump on there and join that. Um, I've got some big plans for that. Actually, between the support group, you know, that'll be a good tool for, for people to kind of reach out to and be able to kind of compare stories and and whatnot that'll be that'll be a good thing but at the same time uh, a big plan that i have is we are actually going to start another and i actually started the work on that the other night too we are going to start another podcast okay the other podcast is going to be specifically gbs stories so they will be probably hour long episodes one hour long episodes because I'll be able to divide them up and, and do some good stuff with them. So I want hour-long episodes. We're going to go back to traveling around. We're going to go back. We're going to start getting stories. All the stories that I was talking about that I've used the, the material for putting the book together that I'm putting together that is a never-ending story. <laughs> that's another, that's another uh, subject. <laughs> so, But no... All the data that I went out there and got, just talking to different patients and stuff and getting some different stories about different stages and the different effects at certain stages, you guys are going to get that first-handedly. Okay, so there's going to be hour-long episodes. If, if I need to make them a little longer, we will break into a little longer for it, but I want to be able to give my listeners some direct information and direct scenarios um, as to how these cases work out and how they vary from patient to patient I want everybody to be able to hear that I mean that to me this this 
this idea here is going to be just as good as my book. Um, there's going to be a lot of different ways to reference this. So really, if you are, for example, you're in active Guillaume and and uh, you're in the progression stage, which is kind of the initial start of it, um, where uh, it starts to show its signs and symptoms and it's it's climbing and building and building and it's getting worse and worse and worse that's the progression stage okay so i mean that progression stage can take a, a few days to to a few weeks okay so when you're in that stage and and you're starting to experience the weakening and starting to experience some paralysis and stuff you would be able to actually get into the new platform for the podcast which will be hosted through anchor right here so it'll go out on all the same platforms everybody will be able to listen to it you'll be able to go in there and you'll be able to go through all the different categories and there'll be categories instead of seasons there will be categories the progression stage and then there'll be different levels of the onset in there. And then the story directly from the patient. I'm going to be able to put all that together. And it's actually going to be a really good tool for doing a little research. It'll be a little really good tool to offer as a reference uh, product to everybody out there. In these. And when I say product, I don't mean, yeah, we're going to charge you guys for it. No, 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 that is not it. It's going to be a good tool for people to be able to use for a resource. And uh, I think it'll go good. I think it'll go really good. I've actually reached out and I did some provisional work on that because uh, it's something that I definitely want to make happen. And I want to make it happen right here with my organization for you guys or you, for anybody that, that gets in there. A new patient. Uh, as we're learning about this disease... You'll be able to say, hey, you know, when you when you hear that your your cousin just got diagnosed, you can call and, and and tell the contact, hey, you know, play this, play this episode. Go to episode uh, 14 in the uh, the progression stage and uh, and and let let a uh, cuz listen to that because it, it sounds real similar to kind of the the. The, the stage that she's in and uh, you know she might get something out of that and learn a little bit out of that and, and know how it affected that patient and what the steps were and everything I just I really feel like it'll be a good deal so I'm really excited about where all of that is going so we'll see what happens we'll see what happens but, but let's get back into the story I'm home I'm at Jen and Nikki's house uh <laughs> I had that 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 fear it's almost like stage fright you know only this was home fright you know I was scared to go home and it was kind of a real deal you know and uh, Jen and Nikki they busted their butts built me a super cross ramp that uh, got me into the house and uh, I didn't have my power chair in there on night one because they actually built that ramp on night one but uh but I was in the house. They didn't make me sleep outside or anything. It was kind of neat. Um, <laughs> no, it was it was cool. It was nice to be around the people that I love, you know. And it was it was nice to know that I was just that much closer to my kids. And uh, I was I claim the kids 
Jen and Nick, he's a, they're like my niece and nephew. You know, I, I, I love those two kids. And uh, so, I mean, it was, it was nice. You know, as terrified as I was to go home, it was nice. It was nice to be there. I got a lot of phone calls. That first weekend I was there, I had a lot of people calling me. Hey, uh, you know, uh, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Bobby, was uh, he was calling about every night there for a while. He's like, hey, man, we're going to do a bonfire at my house. You should come down, check it out. You know, and right off the bat, I was like, oh, you know, I'm just kind of trying to settle in and stuff and get my bearings together about what it's like to actually be outside of a hospital. <laughs> So, so I kind of delayed on some of that a little bit, but, but, uh, one thing that we did, we ended up, so something that I was kind of lacking was I came home and I didn't really have clothes and I was starting to put a little bit of weight back on. So some of the clothes that I did accumulate while I was in the hospital was starting to not really be anything of interest to me. But one thing that I really had going for me that, that, uh, that I thought was really, really awesome in the facility was my bed pants that actually looked like jeans, blue jeans. Because I'm a jean wearer. I wear blue jeans all the time. As a matter of fact, we start doing these seminars and stuff. You probably won't see me in a tuxedo. You're probably going to see me in blue jeans and a nice casual shirt. <laughs> but uh, but no, blue jeans. So it was, it was, we, I was back for a few days and, and Jen, uh, came into my bedroom and she's like you know what we need to go shopping and get you some clothes okay well i'm broke when i get out i have no money i don't have disability going for me or anything i have no money jen had a little bit of a cushion there and we went out to uh the shopco which was a local store just outside of town there and uh we traveled out there i actually took my power chair out there i drove the power chair Shopco, which is plumb out on the edge of town in Newcastle. So it was. Now it's a bongars. But I drive the power chair out there and we all go out there and we're shopping around looking at clothes and stuff. And we go on a shopping spree for clothes. I ended up with a bunch of pairs of, of fly trap jeans, which I love fly trap jeans. I uh, can't find them anymore. <laughs> but, but I love the fly trap jeans. And uh we go out there and we we found jeans so i got me a few pairs of jeans and i got me some nice shirts and stuff and we just kind of kind of re re uh stocked my arsenal of clothes you know it, it uh got a whole new wardrobe we came back and and shopco actually had some good stuff they used to carry adidas and and uh the, like i said the fly trap and stuff and nike i mean they had nice stuff out there so rebuilding the wardrobe was like a blessing i was so excited to get home i remember to put on a pair of real jeans it was pretty awesome because i went out there in a pair of sweatpants i felt like an 85 year old grandpa that was lounging around on super bowl sunday so i was excited to have my jeans <laughs> and it was it was pretty cool but it was also pretty cool to kind of test the limits like i've said a, a couple times now test the limits of my power chair what can it do what can't it do so um being able to go out there and and take off and just cruise across town and go to the store that was awesome that that freedom was really setting in as a very good thing for me <laughs> and i enjoyed it so 
And that, and that was a good thing because I needed to kind of know what my capabilities were as far as getting around town and stuff. And Newcastle, Newcastle's an older town. It was, and we're talking right in the beginning of the 1900s, this little town was established. So there's still a lot of the older stuff around there. And uh, it's, uh, it's not a real up-to-date town. Like if you go to some of the more populated areas, this is a quiet little town. Okay, it's it's a nice little town. It's quiet. It's quiet, and and uh, so something that I started to kind of learn out cruising around town was that there were certain things around town that weren't to spec as far as being out running around on a wheelchair, and I was actually kind of concerned about it um, right off the bat because I. I was running around town a little bit there and I got to where it was kind of a daily thing. I'd get up and I'd eat and I'd go out and Nikki would have stuff that she needed to do so she would walk with me and we'd just take off on a walk. I was rolling, white and nerdy, <laughs> but but no, we'd go out and we kind of just cruise around town and go do a little shopping here and there, get get some sunshine. You know, it's the we're, we're in March, so it's cold on some days. Some days are nice. Wyoming, going into spring, March, April, it could be it could be 60 degrees and sunny today. And at midnight tonight, a snowstorm will set in, and we're all screwed and and wake up to a foot of snow on the ground. That's kind of how those. So, what time I could get to actually go out and travel around? town in my power chair well I was all over that but I was at home a lot just kind of resettling in kind of getting kind of getting the feel of being back and being out of the facility but that following week there after I got back one thing that I had to kind of get established that was really important to me and it was something that needed to be done and if you're ever in this situation make sure you get right on this as fast as you can that's setting up my outpatient physical therapy so Newcastle had a physical therapy office uh, right there in town. So it was something that I needed to go down and I needed to get everything established. Something else that we were working on as far as making sure we had it established was the, uh, the Wyoming Independent Living was helping us get everything put together for the state to where my caregiver for the day could could actually earn a wage to be at home all day to help take care of me because I was still really dependent on having somebody around I just it wasn't dependent enough to where I needed to still be in the hospital so in this situation like I was saying in one of the past episodes my AFOs so the things hurt my feet like crazy there's no way I could keep them things on all the time Um, they just they didn't fit right they were fine to get on and utilize to get into like the bathroom for for a few minutes but when i was out of there they'd they'd start to bother me and i would have to take them off just to alleviate some of the pain have to get rid of them for a little bit but i couldn't do that on my own so I had to have Nikki around. I had to have the help. I, I and, and as far as cooking and preparing meals and stuff, I wasn't quite good enough yet to, to be doing that on my own. I, I There were certain things I could do, but certain things that just it wasn't going to happen. So 
getting readapted into this outside world and and back into real life was definitely a challenge it was it was a challenge every time i turn around there'd be a different obstacle okay and where i was going with being out me and nikki would be running around town one of the obstacles that i was running into was you got to be careful in some of these old towns that aren't completely into ADA, ADA spec. Okay, and ADA is basically all of all of the 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 regulations as far as making uh, accessibilities um, uh, to the standards for people with disabilities. Okay, so cruising around Newcastle I found out the hard way <laughs> that you could get on certain sidewalks at one end of the street and run your wheelchair down that sidewalk and by the time you get to the other end of the street you're stuck because there's no cutouts the little ramps that you you need to be able to just drive your chair off and cross the street to the next sidewalk you you trout there might be one of them at one end of the street but if you get to the other end of the street there was no way to get off the sidewalk now my power chair like i said had the spider track which makes it you can drive this thing off of the average curb you know eight inches you could jump off of that six inches you could jump off that but you get into some of these older towns where they really use their curb and gutter to kind of make sure everything worked as far as drainage and stuff goes you might find yourself at the end of a sidewalk face to face with a curb that's like 14 inches high now you don't want to jump a wheelchair off of that or a power chair because uh, more than likely you're gonna dump yourself out of it so you don't want to do that so I'd find myself turning around going all the way back so I started to really get into studying up on ADA stuff because it turned into something that really meant a lot to me kind of like the stuff that i got going on now with the gbs organization is this stuff means something to me and it's something that when i'd be out cruising around and we'd be out cruising around there would be like three or four there's three or four other people around newcastle in this small town that got around town in their power chairs i wasn't the only one i was the youngest one um, but there, there was a couple of the uh, couple that one of the guys he was retired out of the military and stuff, and and uh, heck of a cool guy. But he run around on a on a power chair, and then there was a couple older ladies that uh, really nice. I'd stop and have like twenty minute conversations with them when I could, and uh, you know, so I, I kind of felt bad for some of the people that that were out there running around and it was something that i really wanted to start kind of studying up on was what are the laws what are the the accessibilities laws as far as around town goes you know as far as sidewalks and and the cutouts and and that that kind of stuff you know and so i, I was looking into that stuff and it's something that i was really paying attention to and we're going to get back to more of that down the road so we will come back to the ADA stuff, which is something that I do kind of want to get into with this. Just so all my listeners know, if you're ever in that situation, you'll know. Or you got a family member or something that's that's in that situation, you'll have a little bit of knowledge about the ADA regulations. Okay, this is all stuff that when I, when I went into this situation, I knew nothing about it. I had no idea, you know, 
I didn't even know what what uh, accessibilities laws were. You, I mean, I didn't know what. Never had to deal with it before, and it was something that I didn't care about, you know, because I didn't have to deal with it. So I got a little different perspective about that now. If you know a little bit about it, you know, it could be a game changer in those challenges that you face down the road in the event you end up in a wheelchair or something. So it's definitely something that we'll get back to and we're going we're gonna to visit on a little bit of that because it comes back up. So, But no, I'm going through this phase where I'm adapting I'm starting to get kind of comfortable with being out of the hospital and stuff. I'm, I'm exploring these limitations. We got my super cross ramp up. Everything's kind of starting to fall into place. We're getting physical therapy established. We're getting all my caregiver stuff taken care of and getting that established. And uh, things are things are rolling in the right direction. It's just, uh, it's going to take a little time. And I can tell that right off the bat that okay this is not the facility so stuff out here I'm back in the real world so things out here are gonna be handled with a little more caution and uh, because I'm kind of on my own you know other than other than my caregivers but I don't have my doctor just down the hallway I don't have the CNAs and the nurses that do this stuff on a regular basis I don't have that right there at the push of a button so but I'm getting it figured out. I'm getting it figured out to where I've got ways of looking at things. I've got ways of making sure I kind of plan plan my days out so everything kind of flows, if that makes sense. But, but we're going to get into the next episode, so we're out of time on this one. We'll get into the next one. We're going to talk a little more about uh, traveling around town and getting out there and exploring life again. And uh, we're going to get into some crazy stuff. So <laughs> stay tuned. And uh, I appreciate all you guys listening. God bless.